something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We have finished all three, the trifecta of G.I. Joe short films from the mid-aughts, and we are getting ready to pump ourselves up to launch into season seven of this show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Hold on, I want to try and, I want, I want, I want to try and burp again. <laughs> okay, hold on. No, 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 it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, this is riveting radio, Robert Clark Chan. <laughs> Usually people have to pay extra for this uh, when someone. Yeah, this is the this is the fifty dollar Patreon level. uh, Yeah, this is the the only chance fan page. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! No, it's just a live stream of me trying (laughs) to burp on command, but failing until eventually thirty eight minutes into the stream, you barf. Here's the thing. It's honestly, I'd pay for that. There are people who are someone would pay for that. There's like edging videos, right? So this is like that. There are. the ver- the mukbang version of that. Wait, who's ch- uh, Wait a minute. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Chan, okay. you you're out there finding edging videos and watching them. Uh no, no, no. I'm saying that uh They exist, he's saying. Yeah. I didn't know it. they existed because I haven't gone looking for them. Uh, there's really? a lot of things that you that you know exist that you probably don't go looking for. You tell me that you I knew- doubt it. You knew what a splorch was just because uh, you went looking for it, right? You were looking, you were like, how do I deposit gelatinous eggs into my butthole? No, There's got to be what, someone who's figured out how to do this. I know what the splorch is only because the two of you put it on my Facebook feed. I didn't <laughs> oh, have to go searching shit. Oh, it's our fault. Uh, yes, it is we, very much your fault. If we went back, somebody, somebody must have... Uh, gone back to listen to our old episodes and heard the first instance of the splorch. I think and it I was th- me, to be fair. I'm pretty sure it was me. Oh, was it? Okay. I thought it was Ray. No, wow. I think it was me because there was a whole Vice article about it, and I remember reading it and being fascinated and then forcing that knowledge onto the two of you, much like an alien egg forces its way into a butthole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's it's consensual in my case, but uh, oh, good. I, you know, to each their own. Well, I sure, I sure hope so. <laughs> I'm case, what Gina are your goddamn Ippolito. names? What is happening? Thank you. I'm Gina Ippolito. I, uh, why did you go first? I'm supposed to go first. No, you what? had I've your time, said your and name. you chose to burp and splorch. Yeah. You <laughs> chose to waste the people's time, and now they've all left. Thanks, Chan. You yeah, no, 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 no. So this was someone's. This was someone's first time <laughs> watching, listening to the show, and now they're already gone. Thanks. We have concrete evidence that people will listen to forty-five minutes of the show without <laughs> us getting into the cartoon at all. And, yeah, that's and fair. A, they'll stick around. So. But that's because it happens every once in a while, not because it's a regular thing. Mm-hmm. That's what- and that's because we're talking about interesting things and diving into thoughts, not waiting for Chan to burp. <laughs> but you kind of felt that, like, the tension build, didn't you? And you were like, oh, my God, is he going to do it? What's happening? Oh, I'm oh, definitely feeling some tension build, Chan. <laughs> it has nothing to do with your gonna, burping. Uh, is it going to happen? Oh, I need to. Uh, <laughs> Chan's really into and these edging videos. He's making more edging videos, even as we speak. Yeah, I was about to say, holy crap. Anyway, the show we're watching this week is one I did not know existed, honestly. Uh, somebody's going to have to tell me what year it came from, but this is the cartoon The Extreme Ghostbusters. I'm familiar with the real Ghostbusters. Heck, I'm familiar with the regular Ghostbusters with the monkey. I did not know there was a second animated series basically piggybacking off the first real Ghostbusters called Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, and, and, and you guys, maybe you can tell me if I'm right here. The Burger King Kids Club grew up uh, to become Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's what this is, right? Definitely. Yeah. I, it's very interesting to me that there was a period of time where everyone was interested in an animated kid in a wheelchair, a blonde animated kid in a wheelchair, that it was so hot at some point. I mean, for all the people complaining that you're like, ah, everything's too woke, blah, 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 and you should be like, the 90s was the OG. Like, every 
group was specifically diverse, diverse in a way that is, you know, f- formulaic. Um, yeah. You've got the black guy. You've got the girl who is uh, hyper competent. Um, you have a, a, a green slime ghost. And then you have a guy in a wheelchair. And that is the, <laughs> that is the pattern for literally every cultural group. Uh, 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 product in the 90s you left out the lazy latino which is how he's described in the wikipedia page oh wow i did not oh, get that's down upsetting the, I did yeah not get down I, yeah i will i will i will give you give you a little taste like ray said this is extreme ghostbusters uh it's based on the ghostbusters franchise but specifically the cartoon which is the real ghostbusters which if you listen to our last episode you know they had to call it the real ghostbusters because there was already a cartoon called ghostbusters even though it wasn't at all affiliated with the Ghostbusters movie. No, it had it, a monkey. It was very strange. We've uh, done that. We've done all of those cartoons on this show before, just for the record. Uh, yeah. So go back and find them. This was, uh, this was a, a direct follow-up to the real Ghostbusters. It was in 1997 as part of an okay. ex, a quote unquote extreme block because the nineties loved, loved was. extreme. And the only OG Ghostbuster to come back in this cartoon, not his voice, but is Egon. Uh, And Egon is now a professor at a college for a class that no kids take, apparently. No college students take, except one day four four teens decide to take this class because it's about the supernatural. And I guess people think it's dorky. But one day, four four teens decide to take this college course on the supernatural. I assume he's very excited. Uh, But the lack of supernatural activity in the world has put the Ghostbusters out of business. So it's very sad why the other Ghostbusters are not in this cartoon. Not enough ghost activity. Uh, The members have gone their separate ways. Egon still lives in the firehouse, and he decides to become a college professor uh, he teaches about the the uh, supernatural and the occult. He is forced to recruit his only four students as the new Ghostbusters. There's Kyle Kylie Griffin, who's the hyper confident girl that uh, Chan talked the punk about. Punk lady. She's she's described as a goth genius a goth and an expert genius. on occultism. I'm into it. There's Eduardo Rivera, a cynical Latino slacker. I looked it up. I I scrolled further down the Wikipedia and I see that it says seemingly a lazy uh, character. Not he is a lazy character. So, you know, Gina, you got a lot to answer for right now. I mean, I read his his brief description, which was Latino slacker, which is like, what's what's the definition of a slacker? But in the 90s, in the 90s, that had a uh, I think a very different meaning. Uh, Stoner. I, I, it means he did a lot of drugs. <laughs> so he's either That's a Latino who does drugs. Well, he had but, floppy but, hair. He had uh, the little goatee. He looked very much like the lead singer of Sugar Ray. Ugh. He's you know, and that's that's like a thing. So what about Mike McGrath, who went to the same gym as me. For Mark a McGrath. Of time. Thank you Mark McGrath, very much. Me. Look, I only know him as Sugar Ray. Hold and that's on. all I called him. And uh, that's fine. But who's the bigger nerd here? The person who uh, knows Mark McGrath's name or the person who tried to trade on the fame of going to the same gym as the guy whose name he doesn't actually know? Guys, I was trying to use a roundabout way to say I once went to the gym, and you guys were just <laughs> shutting me down for yeah, other reasons. I believe this nothing. feels very, very unfair. I believe nothing about this story. Uh, we also have. Uh, Wait a minute, Gina. I want to hear more about how they're not sending us their best. <laughs> so, so girls, a goth genius expert on the occultism. Uh, Latino is a cynical slacker. There's Garrett Mil- Miller, described as a young white paraplegic athlete who uses a wheelchair. What? And there is Roland Jackson, Jackson, a studious African-American machinery whiz, who is, by the way, voiced by the one and only Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso mm. Ribeiro. I saw that and I got very excited. I'm very excited yeah. to see Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in this show. Oh, we also have Janine is also back. Who's the, who's the, you yeah. know, every, everyone well, knows her. Everyone loves her. Annie Potts. We got one from the original, except now she, she just has this really sad storyline where she's just obsessed with Egon, who isn't giving her the time of day. And Slimer is back. Who's hungrier than ever. I love him. He's always also he's always pointing out hot dogs. 
uh, reprising his role as Egon, Maurice LaMarche uh, is back. Yeah. And that's yeah. really nice. I like Every, that. Yeah, some good voice actors, by the way. Slimer is Billy West. Everyone everyone yes. knows Billy West. Yeah, yeah. Maurice LaMarche, a.k.a. The Brain, a.k.a. 900 billion other ones. Uh, uh, the competent female, whose name I immediately forgot, is Tara Strong. So oh, Tara Strong of- is, a, is a delight. We yeah, Tara, Tara, Strong. Tara Strong. She's she's also in a ton of things. You know her from from just tons. Uh, and Alfonso she's Ribeiro. Harley Quinn, for gosh sakes. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And Alfonso Ribeiro. So so it's an all star cast. Uh, yeah. I don't know who the wheelchair kid or the slacker Latino are, but you know, <laughs> uh, get the I, rub. I will say that uh, kind of like uh, GI Joe Extreme. I do not care for the general hard 90s aesthetic. And um, like, I am a huge fan of diversity, not a huge fan of formulas. So I'm torn there. Uh, But it feels like G.I. Joe Extreme. It feels like the bones are there. Like, like all of the underlying structure is sound. The storytelling is is there, Uh you know. There's some excesses where I'm like, eh, this is, uh, Jesus, really? Do we have to do that? But also, like, in general, Mike, yeah, of course Egon's the only one left. I hope the other three got, like, sucked into some sort of hell portal or something like that. And Egon's, <laughs> like, trying to get him back or something. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't I don't hate this. Yeah. It really is going to mess me up in this episode when Chan is talking about Egon because I'm going to get thrown repeatedly. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm working on it myself. Uh, yeah, I, I also shockingly uh, did not hate this. I agree. I agree with Chan that I saw. I saw. Even though this is this is episode 21 of season one, uh, I think I think this ran for a total of 40 episodes or 44 episodes or something. Okay. But it's they're already good. they're already pretty deep into it. And I I will say, yeah, this is it's it's formulaic, but it's it's well written. Again, great great voice acting. I also don't hate the animation. It's real animation instead of computer animation. So uh, yeah, it's it's it was it was it was pretty pretty decent. Ray, do you want to make it a trifecta of saying this is pretty decent? It was fine. It didn't really do a lot for me. Uh, I do love the go. Look, I love the Ghostbusters. It's one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I loved the heck out of the real Ghostbusters cartoon show. Uh, and this is fine. I mean, look, if I'm watching Ghostbusters, it probably is my preference to watch the original cast and not the Macross saga version of this, uh, which is basically what this was. You know, season two of Robotech is hot fire and just by that i mean uh in a dumpster on fire it's garbage uh it's garbage with you know some of the same characters from the previous season you really need to work on your slang metaphors like hot (laughs) fire no no the bad hot fire yeah you know the kind that burns you alive and makes you upset that's what it is yeah i mean chan disagree with me if you want to robotech season two is trash you know what it's uh it, it it is a product of its time yeah, a time when nobody made anything good, apparently. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I ended Gina with that one. Um, that was so this episode is uh, this, this is the St. Patrick's Day episode. It's uh, uh, you know about the Sons of Aaron. There's a secret club called the Sons of Aaron, and there's a guy working there, and uh, uh, they he, they send him to uh, clean up a room for a party that's going to happen later. He finds a pipe, pulls it out, it opens a secret room. Uh, so he has now disturbed the seal of a magical leprechaun who, of course, is looking for the one thing all leprechauns are looking for. Rap. <laughs> that was one leprechaun in two movies. <laughs> I, you know what? My my knowledge of uh, leprechauns is pretty limited. It's limited mostly to those two movies. So, you know. I'd no, like look. to point out that uh, yes. uh, la- the last non-G.I. Joe thing we watched was Punky Brewster, which inadvertently, like, we didn't watch it because we're coming up on on uh, on St. Patrick's Day. But it, it we inadvertently picked something that had a magical leprechaun gopher from Sean Dune. So we got one version of a, of a leprechaun that was a cute, adorable, time-traveling alien monster cutie pie. Just let's just throw a bunch of adjectives in there. Uh, And then we get this one, which is just a hideous little troll man. I assume he wants his pot of gold. 
Yeah, he's looking for his pot. Of, he got it stolen from him, and he's an evil, malevolent spirit. We'll learn more about that later. Um, he turns a statue of a bull into a giant real bull, and then near as I can tell, he steals the soul of the guy who uh, broke him out, whose name is Murphy, who coincidentally happens to be one of the people he was looking for. I honestly, at first, I was like, you racist motherfucker. You're just going to be like, Murphy, whatever Murphy is good enough for me. They're all the same. And then they ex- uh, sort of explain like, okay, yeah, they're actually descendants of the original people that put them in there. Like, all right. All right. I guess that's I'd okay. like to see him go after the real Murphy, Alex Murphy, a.k.a. Robocop. Robocop <laughs> would destroy this leprechaun. I mm. wish we could have seen that. So what you're saying is we need to do a who would win with Robocop versus Leprechaun. Maybe I'd finally win one with Robocop if we did that. I doubt it. Yeah, I'd probably lose that one. I got hosed in that one Leprechaun battle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. let's talk about the theme song. Gina, I know you have feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this you you want me to play the. Yeah. She literally asked you to play it before we even started recording. <laughs> what is happening right now? Yeah, no, I know. But like you were like, Gina, I know you have thoughts. And I was like, oh, obviously he's asking Gina for her thoughts. So and I was she waiting. Said, yes, I do. Thus implying it was time to play the music. What is happening right now? <laughs> I'm not the it's one. Okay, we've only been doing this for seven years. <laughs> How are we so bad at this? Into something strange in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if Motorhead did the Ghostbusters theme. It's not like Motorhead. Well, but without Lemmy, though. (laughs) But it does feel like a real sort of mid late nineties uh post grunge sound, you know, just kind of like a slowed down rock thing that's trying to be kind of, you know, grim and dark. And you know, uh honestly not the worst thing I've ever heard. No, what makes me really mad about it is I didn't hate it. <laughs> uh you know what would is really gonna blow your fucking mind? Do you know who yes. sang it? No, I oh, don't. Oh shit, I don't know this either. Winnie the fucking Pooh. No, Jim Cummings did not sing that. James Jonah Cummings. No. Yeah, I, I want to hear it again now. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> he's not even in the show. I mean, maybe he's in the show. I don't know. <laughs> Darkwing Duck sang that theme song. That's upsetting. <laughs> Man. It's so weird, and I don't I don't know how to feel about it. Again, it's kind of like, uh, uh, um, it's the excesses of it. Like it's 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 real cheap and whatnot, like that. But also, like you know, it's it's a decent. It's not the worst cover of Ghostbusters I've ever heard in my life. It's not that's oh God. Now I'm just mad again. Um, so that's the theme song. It's very extreme. It's not really that extreme. It's just, you know, no. kind of metally. I don't know. Yeah. So showing up in the mail, it's a really weird scene because we're kind of basically given another cold open, which is a, a guy uh, who uh, gets burnt toast in the mail. Yes. You find out that his name is O'Toole. So it's like, okay, he must be on the list. Who's So this leprechaun is mailing burnt toast to the people he's coming after. Like, that seems like a lot of work. Where do you yeah. get the stamps? It's also like, I, like it's also just weird because to me, burnt toast has such an association with these days with like someone having a stroke or something like that, or, mm. or like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just such a random thing. Like someone says it looks like burnt toast, and then there, but there's also like broken bits of a Blarney stone later. So I was like, oh. It's it's not toast. It's just like bit, bits of an old stone. Yeah, I yeah. honestly like didn't get why why this was happening. Yeah, it was just very strange. It. No, but, it's really, is, but it really is toast, though. It's an educational show. Like, look, this is a a, a fact of leprechaun lore. Here, you know, you probably don't know this, but now you do. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I, that, that 
that's true. It is it is kind of cool that they're that they're but at first I was very confused and assumed it was going to be something else. Also, maybe that's why people smell uh toast when they have when they're having a stroke, because it's really a leprechaun bringing doom on them. Le- oh, leprechauns wow. cause strokes. Yeah, like maybe that's their maybe that's their like their revenge on someone. Man, the AMA has really gone down here. <laughs> that is outrageous. Um, so that we find out now the circle was broken. Uh, they find a piece of the Blarney Stone. Yeah. And we make we make jokes about cereal boxes like multiple times throughout this episode wild yeah I, but, but to be fair i will say yeah because they, they know bits of information they say oh where did you learn that and someone says i read it on a cereal box to be fair this was like the the sort of 80s generation of kids did learn a lot of facts from the backs of cereal boxes because well, that also, was what we used to read in the morning yes uh as, as our parents left us alone to go uh take ourselves to school um but uh, uh, it is a well-constructed bit. Yes. Sounds like a leprechaun. If you look away or blink, they're gone. What book do you read that in? Actually, it's the back of a cereal box. <laughs> they're like this Boom. smart girl is undercutting uh, her knowledge. Uh, yeah. But then also uh, uh, the dude does it later, too. So it's like a fun running bit. Like, that's all great. Uh, also, I will say, who else immediately thought don't touch that Blarney Stone bit. It has herpes. Uh, no. No, that's what? not what I felt even at all. Why? No. Uh, why were you bringing, uh, why were you okay. bringing herpes? Well, I'm, I'm about to drop some cereal box knowledge on oh, y'all. Boy. Oh, boy. Uh, in, in Ireland, so many people, so many tourists kiss the Blarney Stone for luck because that's that's the that's the legend. You kiss it and you get good luck. Uh, sure. That it is covered in herpes, and uh, people have had to. <laughs> the board of tourism has had to release multiple uh, warnings to travelers not to kiss it because they don't they don't clean it, and people kiss it and get herpes. But like right. it's a rock, uh, 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 much like a toilet seat, is actually not as dirty as people pretend it is. Because the, the 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 inclement uh, weather and whatever, uh, uh, how our toilet seats work, like they can't retain diseases. So why wouldn't the rock be the same way from just being kissed? I mean, what are they deep throating it? Like, what's happening here? I feel very much like the rock could contract an STD. Oh shit! Like no, he's, he's he's superhuman. He's he is, but also like I'm sure he's gotten a penicillin shot in his day. I mean, uh, of course. Also, also keep in mind that this is that this is like it's it's it, at the height of the tourist season. It's just one after another after another. I have heard since the pandemic that now they sanitize it. Uh, now they actually do. They have someone there that that sanitizes it. But for a while. It was pretty gross. Ray, 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 Shh. come over here. Yeah, what's up, dude? Is Gina talking about her cooter? <laughs> yeah, Gina's. Well, here's the deal. I do know that uh, uh, people have traveled from miles around to come and kiss it's it. It's true. It's yeah. true. Look, no, I, no, look. It, the 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 sanitizing pays well. <laughs> it's a full time job. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, apparently Winston Churchill kissed it at some point. The, <laughs> the, st- the stone, not my vagina. I was <laughs> nope. I'm 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 counting it as both. It's canon now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they for a while they were saying when you go to Blarney Village, don't don't kiss the kiss the Blarney Stone. Uh, yeah. So that was my first thought when these, when these herpy riddled rocks tumbled out, I thought, oh, these kids are gonna, these kids are gonna, there, there is there. Yeah. There's people making posts. I'm, I'm looking at them right now that say I got herpes from kissing the Blarney stone. I would love it though. If this was just like a story that their boyfriends told them. (laughs) I don't know. What do you do? You must be, must've gotten it from a Blarney stone. (laughs) No, baby, you went out of town, and I kissed the Barney Stone, and when you came back, I had herpes. 
Yeah. Yeah, this holds. This tracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, here's the deal. Uh, there it is. We got the Blarney Stone involved. Uh, we cut back to we uh, a building. We find O'Toole, the guy from the burnt toast scene, uh, on the edge of the building. They're saying, please don't jump. And it's like, well, no, he's being chased by something. He's trying to get away from it, you dumb police officers. Cops, you bunch man. of You bunch of piggy pies. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we find out it's a class four apparition, which is actually an animation. And I can't help but think they're just making shit up uh, because there's a monster that is chasing him. They zap the monster, but the leprechaun gets the guy anyway. And we learn the leprechaun is so fast. If you even blink, he gets away from you. Yeah, I, I I enjoy this. I think this is funny. I also like I like the design of this leprechaun. He's appropriately hideous, uh, without being like so hideous that that you know little kids watching it in the nineties would be traumatized. But yeah, they do a good job of like not making him look like a cute little leprechaun. He looks like a little evil, evil grotesque little angry leprechaun who I think that's just something wants his gold that. The Ghostbusters cartoons have done well traditionally. Like the real Ghostbusters manage to toe the line between genuinely frightening and also watchable by, you know, young-ish children. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, eight, nine, yeah. Like so, yeah, yeah, good on them. Uh, I mean, look, the Leprechaun is basically a complete knockoff of the one from the live-action Leprechaun movies with Warwick Davis. Let's keep it real. That's about as the same as you can possibly look and retain it. Of course... Uh, Leprechaun yeah. uh, 1 through... I mean, look, Leprechaun 4 is the best one, the one that takes place in space. I've seen them all. Um, I might not have actually seen Leprechaun Back to the Hood, uh, uh-huh, which is the follow-up uh-huh. to Leprechaun 5, uh, Leprechaun in the Hood, which I have seen many times. Uh, yeah, but, uh, it's, a it's a good franchise. It is a good franchise. Jennifer Aniston's acting start. She does. 1993, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston uh, is the heroine of the first Leprechaun movie. If you didn't know, this is pre-Friends. So that was weird. Uh, seeing her appear yeah. in Friends and being like, oh, the Leprechaun chick and the chick from Masters of the Universe. Let's yeah. go. She Let's she go, used her, her nepotism from her famous dad to get on the first Leprechaun movie. Her famous dad. Yeah, she comes from a, I- I'm going to blow your mind. Oh, shit. Uh, that that there is a celebrity in Hollywood who comes from a famous family. That never happens. Raymond. That's so weird. Uh, yeah, she she her dad is a famous. Uh, he he was he was mainly I think known for his soaps, uh, soap opera acting. John Aniston, very famous. Uh, uh on the long running Days of Our Lives, he was he was the star of Days of go. Our Lives for I think like forty years. And uh, now she's more famous than he is. Yeah, he he might he might be dead. He uh, is dead. He died well, last year. Regrettably, oh. she made no more appearances in the series after the first one. Look, the second one is a pretty boring traditional. I'm going to go through them all. The first one is a weird <laughs> enchanting delight. The second one is kind of a boring retread of the first one. The third one is when they decided to have fun. The third one is when they decided to actually get a little bit more silly and lean into it. So it takes place in Las Vegas. And you get a whole bunch of weird action. Leprechaun 4, they just go for it. They go to the moon. Literally, it's in space. It's on a spaceship with space marines. And the leprechaun comes out of one of their penises. Uh, It's it's a delight. It's a delightful movie. Uh, Part 5, again, they go to the hood with with what, Ice-T is in that movie? (laughs) And it's really upsetting. Honestly, that's maybe the most upsetting one. Although I haven't seen Back to the Hood, which near as I can tell has no one famous in it. So it's just the racism. Yet uh, today's today's uh, Leprechaun 5 stars tomorrow's Jennifer Aniston. It could be, but that movie came out in 2003. The second one did. So if we don't know them 20 years later, they probably didn't get famous. I'll put it out there. Uh, I love this about you. I love that you are so familiar with it. Although now that I'm saying that, I assume you probably learned it for like a who would win or something. Well, here's the deal. I did watch them for a who would win episode. Yeah. Yes, but well on my own, well before I ever did that show, was I sitting down and watching all the Leprechaun movies that would have been back in like the early to mid aughts. Uh, so it was many. It was before the second Back to the Hood uh, Leprechaun came out. 
So it would have been like 2002, probably when I sat down and watched the first five, because I said, I need to, I need to be a part of this franchise. You know what I didn't have on my knowing it's half the podcast bingo card. Ray outs himself as a leprechaun hipster. (laughs) I mean, you should have known, Chan. You just should have known. I was in there before it was cool. (laughs) I watched the leprechaun movies before they were cool. After the fifth one came out two years after that. Yes, that's what real hipsters do. They watch the fifth in a series and and then tell you 20 years later, correctly what point they entered yes chad this is this that is true hipsterism sounds very hipstery it really oh. does like if you like if you get like a little tattoo of leprechaun now and you Shit, i gotta get one <laughs> guys i'm thinking about getting a tattoo and now you've, you've said that before and it's just it's too hideous for my brain to to retain <laughs> Would it, be, would it be less or more hideous if it was of the Leprechaun, Warwick Davis from the Leprechaun series? I mean, at least then it's a good bit, and it's not like your daughter's name or her birth date or something stupid like that. Yeah, who'd want that tattooed? What a loser. Honestly, I'm not getting my kid's name tattooed on me in case it gets canceled later. I don't want to <laughs> have to like erase I mean, it. or yeah, or he'll change his name at some point. You never well, you know. just get the Ghostbusters logo and then you say that's for you. And if it gets canceled, you're like, that's no longer for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a real big fan of uh, Dan Aykroyd. What do you just a, yeah, just a, yeah. Who isn't a big fan of Dan Aykroyd? First off, let me start there. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Extreme Ghostbusters! Born with the ultimate ghostbusting gear. Extreme Kylie, Eduardo, and Roland face extreme ghosts with awesome attack power. You power up light and sound to bring them down. Ecto-1 screams on scene with blazing lights and missile fire. And when Egon sets the trap, you send them back. Extreme Ghostbusters vehicles and figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So uh, the leprechaun gets O'Toole, and they meet the leprechaun. And uh, there's a whole big thing here, and I'm just screaming at my television as, uh, what's the young man in the wheelchair's name? Wheels? I knew you were going to say <laughs> wheels, and that, that was a perfect prompt, yes. I already closed uh, the Wikipedia page. No, wheels. His name is wheels. Uh, uh, that's canon. And uh, the canon, he sits back. He's such a skeptic. He's such an atheist that he says... I don't believe in curses while talking to a real leprechaun after defeating a real ghost. He says, I don't believe in bad luck. I don't believe in curses. And the leprechaun's like, I'll curse you for real. And he's like, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? A hole. And he's just, he's basically asking the leprechaun's like, I wasn't gonna, but okay. And he hits him with the curse. And now wheels his life is, is taking a turn. It goes very poorly from this point out because he begged for a curse from a magical being. You don't do that. You find yourself in that situation. Don't try to big time the magical being with your atheism. That's a bad choice. Yeah, I will say, I also like, I don't like this through line or how it's resolved because it's very inconsistent. Uh, Yeah, because first of all, you're, you're a ghost hunter. You were taking Egon's supernatural class. So like you're, you believe in all that crap apparently, but when it comes to luck, you don't, which fine, I guess. But then he immediately starts to have bad luck. He's very clumsy. He, yeah. he like, he's dropping things. He's breaking things. And then like at some point Egon, I'm just going to skip, skip ahead to this. Cause this is a, this is a very light C storyline that I don't think people are too invested in, but he, at some point like, says to Egon, like, you need to like fix this. And Egon's like, Oh shit. I, I like, I can't. And this whole time, like the first like 10 times he spills things or breaks things. He's like, there's no such thing as luck. There's no such thing as bad luck, blah, blah, blah. He's adamant about it. And yeah. then finally, and everyone's like, dude, I think you have bad luck. Like you're, you're, you're tripping. You're never mind the fact that he's a paraplegic and things like that. He's just like, yeah. bad, luck, bad luck doesn't exist. I'm, I'm not clumsy. Like, Oh, maybe, I'm just clumsy or whatever. So he eventually believes it that he does have bad luck because he's broken so many things and tripped so many times that he believes it. And finally, like Egon is like, oh shit, okay, go into my fridge. I do have this like 
liquid that counteracts it and the guy drinks it and he's like did it work and egon says throw the bottle up in the air and catch it and the kid does and he catches it and it doesn't break and he goes oh i'm back baby and then he goes off and yeah. janine is basically like grape soda and, and egon's like cherry soda and first of all if the dude didn't believe in the first place it, like why then did, was he like having why then did he get clumsy? You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Like he either he's it's either it's it either been, real or not. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it. Like the second the leprechaun hits him with whatever, which they animate it to look like he is hitting him with some sort of spell, the kid starts being clumsy and breaking things and getting hit hit in the head by beans. So is it real or is it not? I will counter that in a moment. First, what you need to know while you were chitter chattering on, and I was not listening even in the slightest. <laughs> That's fair. So it is my just child, like a Who Would Win episode. My yes, my child walked out of his room far past his bedtime with a sheet over his head, going ooh. <laughs> so a uh, daylight savings time. Not working. Oh, out I hate well. daily. Oh, I, I I hated it before. I hate it extra as a parent. This is some bullshit. <laughs> Come on, Joe Biden, get B, rid of it. Number two, I really like this. Uh, the the whole bad luck thing is uh, kind of dumb, just because I don't like the character. Uh, although more about that, that I got to see coming up after that. Uh, um, but the fact that uh he does have this bad luck. He accidentally smashes, you know, the juice that's going to stop the uh, leprechaun. So (laughs) they improvise. Egon improvises. And he says, "Uh, here, here was some other, you know, magic juice drinking. And immediately I wrote in the notes like, oh, that's a placebo. Yeah. But I wrote fake as hell. I expected the show to to subvert that very last. I'm like, well, the whole time. They didn't. They didn't reveal it to him even. Just like just a real off the cuff thing between Janine and Egon, uh, like uh, uh, strawberry soda, grape, and yep. I just thought that was real understated. I thought it was cool. Uh, I was a fan. And uh, real quick, Garrett was the only uh, Ghostbusters character in any of the franchise to not have a toy made out of him. Mm. Um, something it, about, just, why? Because of the, it was too hard to do the wheelchair or something. Yes. Or? Despite the fact, though, that in focus groups, the kids all liked him the best. He was their favorite character. Yeah, because he's the only white one. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. There it is. Yeah, like, 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 of course, when they're doing focus groups, they're gonna, they're gonna ask little white boys, "What did you think of this cartoon?" And they're going to say that nerd is a race now are you saying that egon is not white uh egon is is if you're a little kid to a little kid egon is an old man those college kids are the kids that you identify with and so far you've got a girl gross a latino whose main thing on wikipedia is that he's a slacker seems very lazy from what i hear yeah and like a black character who to be honest throughout this whole thing i think has like one line because i was waiting for some alfonso ribeiro and he did not talk that much (laughs) did not deliver he did not but like the wheelchair kid talked a lot and also he definitely has the unearned confidence of a white man like he's the one that's like you guys are stupid uh blah 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 and he's like fighting there there's a rivalry with the latino kid for some reason he's like i'm gonna pluck those hairs from your face stupid yeah goat boy boy that was that was rough yeah like so so he's he is with the exception of the wheelchair he is that he is like every 80s fred like from scooby-doo he he's just like a twist on the Oh, the strong strapping blonde one. He even plays sports. Like it's in his bio that he's the athlete of the group. Which makes sense to me because obviously uh, he's paraplegic. And so, you know, like what they're doing is like, oh yeah, like he's not handicapped. He's handy capable. Yeah. 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 The same way that that, like girl is actually the smartest one of all of them. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Just formulaic 
especially in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I will say that like now we're sort of cynical about it, but I guess it it, like at this point it wasn't overplayed. So while it was a bit formulaic, I would I would say like kids probably hadn't seen much of that representation. But if someone said to me which of these characters tested the best among the kids that we had come in for like marketing research, I would say the wheelchair kid because he's the, he's the white boy lead. Yeah. Look that uh, uh, I'm going to let you guys in a little secret. Everyone at home right now, the nineties, everything that was done in the nineties was done by 10 committees. Uh, And so that's how you ended up with everything being kind of homogenized and everything being extreme because uh, focus groups determined everything that happened in the 90s because we saw what happened in the 80s when we let all the creative people do a lot of cocaine and have no rails whatsoever outside of Tipper Gore and it got to crazy town. We ended up with cartoons about the Rubik's Cube for God's sakes. So the 90s, everything is tame and in order to be okay with the fact that it's tame, we all pretended it wasn't. Mm. Yeah, right. Tell me I'm wrong. I got nothing to add. Yeah. No notes. <laughs> no notes from the focus group. <laughs> um, so look, uh, some bricks almost fall on uh, Wheels' head. We find out that the bread, they synthesize it. It's wheat bread, so it's real bread. Uh, they use the Blarney Stone to make uh, a luck or an anti-luck, an anti-luck potion that'll work on the leprechaun. Look, just go with it. Cutting to a boxing gym because where else are you going to fight the Irish? Am I right? A- yeah, either there, <laughs> either there, or a bar. Uh, also, the, Egon's using a lot of sciency words throughout this, trying is, trying to sound is. as sciency as possible. Yes. Can we? It's, they can they we have, really overdo this gimmick, which is a very conventional gimmick. Like the smart guy says, you know, something in a really convoluted way, and the other people are like, "What did he say?" Um, but I could definitely see this being wildly overused over the course of the series. And I was frankly surprised yeah. they did it that many times just in this one. Yeah. And they're, and like I said, they're 21 episodes in, like this is not a, this is not a pilot that we're watching here. No, even the smart kids are being like, Egon, I do not understand you. Which honestly like might explain why Alfonso Ribeiro talks so little, because at this point he was just, just doing it for a paycheck. Like he was like, look guys, Sure. I'm only going to do this if I can come in one day and record all my episodes in one day, but I don't want to be there for more than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we go to the boxing gym. We meet Patty, who's like the owner of the boxing gym. He hears three taps, knocks at his door, and it's that's a leprechaun thing, I guess. And Educational. I guess. Also, you never every like three taps are you never answer something if there's three taps. Everyone knows that's doom. Yeah, the postman only uh, uh, rings twice. Um, yeah, and, and a double and that, tap is what you get out of the Boondock Saints. So you don't want any of that. Yeah, if you hear four knocks, it's the the sound that a uh, a Time Lord's heartbeats make. So okay, yep, yep, yep. Um, that's all I got. Uh, okay, so uh, the the leprechaun now has Patty, his who is his third victim, uh, or will be uh, ghost boxing. He's boxing a ghost. Uh, and he says, where's my gold? Ghost boxers. <laughs> that's when you uh, that's when you thought you put on boxers. But then when you go to the bathroom, you're like, shit, did I forget to put on underwear today? Ghost boxers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he gets him after that. He doesn't know where the gold is. He says, I'm just a descendant of this guy. I don't, why would I know where your gold is? He's like, I don't know. And he just takes him. And that's fine. Uh, Egon uh, 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 decides he's going to go back to the Sons of Aaron to see if the original scene of the crime, he can find more clues and information. What a good trope that is. Smart people write that trope into their mysteries. I'm just saying. Um, Okay. Now we meet our fourth victim, a guy named McTavish. Uh, uh, You know, they try to zap the leprechaun with uh, uh, the the proton packs. Uh, We find out that the Blarney Stone doesn't work unless you actually catch the leprechaun. You can't just... You got to catch him first, then you can use the Blarney on him, which they they counteract later in this own and their own logic, which very much upset me later on. Uh, but wheelchair but catching wheels. The, catching a leprechaun is always part of the lore. That's that's the hard part. Yep. 
Uh, they beat him just by zapping him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm saying like at least they tried to be consistent with the mythology put forth by the Lucky Charms commercials. Till it wasn't convenient anymore. Then they're like, <laughs> fuck it. Well, then, know, they, then they were like, you, crap, we're, we're 19 minutes in, you guys. We, no, got, they, we got two minutes to wrap this gotta up. We got to go here. They yeah. zapped him with the concoction, the anti-leprechaun juice that Egon had made, and then they were able to zap him. Ah, okay. See, okay, Chan, sure, Chan knows so. the science between That's, capturing a leprechaun. This is more convoluted than Legion. I'll just put it out there. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, again, the, the bones are there. These things hold together, which is, you know, well, that's good. Well, kind of here's surprising, the and I'm for it. Wheelchair ends up, I think, destroying the Blarney Stone or something. Uh, he screws everything up. They're very mad at him. Cut back to Egon, who has found something at the Sons of Aaron, but won't tell us what it is yet. Uh, this is where we find the last, the fifth and last victim on the name on the list. Uh, uh, for Wheel- Wheels is having trouble with the team. The team does not want to be around him anymore. They're like, you're messing things up. You got bricks falling on your head. Oh, uh, just we don't take a vacation. You know, this is not good. Yeah, he is clearly going to be final destination at some point. Like, <laughs> right. he, like everything that can kill him is trying to kill him. And that's why I was like, is, but he really does. It's it's not like not everything he's doing is just from his own clumsiness. Like, yeah, like a brick falling on almost falling on his head has nothing to do with clumsiness that make that sets it up like it's actually bad luck. Yeah, he's, he's sitting at a table, and he accidentally just destroys the table. Maybe he's very strong in his upper body. Well, I mean, the, th- the thing that I liked about it, though, was that it was, yeah, uh, there, there was an actual bad luck magic, but the power of uh, positive thinking, the power of the placebo, is more Stronger. powerful okay. than the magic. The okay. science is more powerful than uh, magic. Yes. Because it wasn't really science. Placebo, while technically science, didn't actually, you know, do anything. It's Except- technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. All right. Well, it's, so they, they go to Mayor McShane, who's the fifth. McShane is the fifth name on the list. So they go yeah, to the mayor. Also, they say, this 100% yes. made me think of Mayor McCheese. Really? Yep. I thought of Ian McShane, and I was like, please, please don't kill Swearingen. Come oh, on, man. <laughs> we need No, him. if you have Mayor Mick. That's got to be followed by cheese. And I that's wish another that's another Burger King thing. I thought of Mike McShane from TV's Whose Line Is It Anyway back sure. in the 90s. Yeah. Uh that's where and I'll legitimately that's where my that's where I did not go to either of your two places, although I wish I had because yours are both better. Yeah, I mean mine's the best, so I would argue that mine is the best, but No, Ian McShane, you only have yeah, I guess you have two out of the three also. <laughs> anyway, the mayor does not believe it. He's like, I do not believe there's a leprechaun who has come back and the circle's been broken and he's coming after me for his gold. I don't know what you're talking about. Cut back to Wheels. He's just having a bad day. He's just, he, more things are happening. This is when we do the juice bit. Uh, you know, uh, enough. And they have an, only enough juice after he breaks the, the beaker. They only have enough juice to fire up one of the proton packs with the thing that will bring down the leprechaun. They give him the soda. I wrote here, this is pretty fake, obviously, and immediately, yep, it is. Uh, I did actually like it because if they did the reveal at the end, then we don't know if like this curse was actually broken. Here, we can just conveniently forget about the curse from this point forward. If they reveal it at the end, there remains the chance that they didn't actually solve it. Now he knows. Now he's cursed till the end of time. So I kind of like the way they did it. I agree with Chan on that. I don't like this mayor. I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe politicians aren't, aren't great. (laughs) Uh, He's Um, a little, he's a little worm. He's a little worm. I expected him to get more of a comeuppance at the end. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't, I kind of respect it. I was like, okay, he probably comes back throughout the series just to be a thorn in their side. And, uh, you know, probably I, yeah. keeps accidentally stumbling into uh, success. And like, I dislike it, but in the way that I dislike a heel in wrestling, like I'm supposed to not like him. It's doing its work. You know yeah, I guess it is fair. in keeping with the authority figures in Ghostbusters. Anyone mm-hmm. with with any power in Ghostbusters is usually a little bit of a wiener and is trying to abuse that power. Mm hmm. 
Imagine that about the Ghostbusters. The fact that uh, they tried to make the EPA of all groups the dastardly villains for us <laughs> considering that maybe unregulated ghosts in the city was a bad idea. Yeah. The EPA, Walter Peck, legitimately hero of the movie, never stops getting shit on. The 80s were a hell of a drug. Uh, I would also uh, I would also point out here that they must have to what to what you guys are saying they must have had some sort of previous relationship with the mayor in earlier episodes. He seems to know who they are. They are able to just go up to him and just talk to him, and you know the, the security his security detail doesn't destroy them. So obviously, like they have some relationship built up already. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, that's great. And the butler knows them and does not care for them. When the butler knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair point. Uh, they decide they're going to wait outside his house, though, and they take shifts sleeping, which is wild to me because there's three of them. And yet they still find a time when they're all falling asleep. They could what I'm to believe here with three people on the shifts is they couldn't make it like two hours, but four hours. You know what I'm saying? Like they couldn't make it. OK, uh, I've been awake now for 16 hours. Uh, 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 or I've only been awake for eight hours. Time to go to sleep. And I don't know. There was a thing. If there were two of them, I could believe everyone would fall asleep. When you add a third person to the mixture, that is, oh my gosh, I just realized who it was. The lazy one yeah. who fell asleep with the other two. Never mind. I will say that, uh, uh, yeah, a possible unintentional racism aside, I was, I'm willing to uh, chalk that one up to, supernatural means like you know the fucking leprechaun's trying to do his thing yeah so that's what i was thinking sleeping. i think okay. i thought he was he was drizzling some sleep dust mm, I could use but that. also maybe it's just a little bit of the uh siesta juice if you know what i mean <laughs> he's sitting there getting wasted on tequila behind the behind the wheel and then no i, I can't believe that he was because this is new york city he would have been pulled out of his car and beaten there you go. Oh. Unfortunately, Even that's so. the world we live in. Anyway, the, a literal death coach shows up. Yeah. Fucking oh, mental. my God. It's the black coach from Warhammer Fantasy, everybody. That is a reference <laughs> for two of you, and you love me for it. The death coach shows up, and he says, uh, Mayor, I'm here. And the mayor comes out, and he's like, I'm good. But he still comes out for it. He's like, I don't think you understand. This is the death coach, and you're coming with me. Zaps him. Got the fifth guy. Uh, the, the, our heroes, the Ghostbusters wake up just in time to see them take off. We have a chase scene through a St. Patrick's day parade. Hold on. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, make this a uh, quick note here. Now there's a sight to make a wee man humble. One night in Bangkok makes a wee man humble. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Will not pass up an opportunity for a Murray head reference. Never, ever. I love it. I love never, it. Never, ever. One night. <laughs> so I just realized there is a literal parade going on during this chase scene, which means that all three of them had fallen asleep at like 11 a.m. Yeah, this is this is a bad look. It's a bad look for the team is all I'm trying to say. Look, they hunt ghosts. They don't work nights. They're students. They <laughs> normally sleep until two in the afternoon. Okay, fair. No, these are all fair points. Look, the chase. Uh, they they drop a uh, an entire float on a on a car on the car. Yeah, an entire float gets dropped uh, with with leprechaun magic on the Ghostbusters car, and also they come across the Colossus of Rhodes. If he was a troll, I don't know what this statue is, what it is supposed to be, and why it is in a St. Patrick's Day parade float yeah this gave me strong uh uh golem vibes like like in in jewish mythology he he's he looks like a giant clay man that has come to life with this magic like the design of this character uh he's like a zombie hillbilly jim it's a really weird statue to be in an irish St. Patrick's Day Parade. I have to assume that every fourth episode of this show involves some giant Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man-like <laughs> character. Oh, yeah. That's what they're going for. Yeah. Around and- I'm sure this has some sort of place in Irish mythology. Are you p- sure? 
Are yeah, you really they're pretty sure? Good about the, they're pretty good about the other stuff in this episode. I bet that they said, like, look, just find us something in Irish lore that can be, like, scary and giant. I was honestly All waiting right. for them to say something specific like that. This, uh, oh, look, there's a Joe Flaherty who's the... Uh, <laughs> Joe Flaherty. Not the he's SCTV guy. SCTV. Count, yeah, Count, uh, Count Floyd, let's go. Uh, but you know, like some, uh, some, you know, ancient Irish creature of some kind, but yeah, uh, Joe Flaherty from SCTV. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, look, what's really wild about this is they set this whole thing up. Don't give us any time at all to engage with the moment. They just zap it and it like collapses. It turns to ashes. Yeah. That we're feels done. like, that feels like we're, uh, three minutes over we got to cut some stuff oh wouldn't you know as soon as that happened robert clark chan i checked the timer (laughs) to find out we were only about two minutes away from the end of the episode so obviously this is a thing they really wanted to do and then ran out of time to do it put it in anyway why not why not so uh we have the whole bit don't blink you got to get the leprechaun you got to capture the leprechaun and then uh, uh wheels zaps him with the proper proton pack and and he's defeated uh bad luck goop uh uh they they i don't know they, they he releases everybody uh they all get out of the thing including the mayor and the mayor goes in front of the cameras and goes this was all prank it went too far my bad everybody vote for me and then that's like the end of the episode that's just where we leave it yep just right there Not a very satisfying ending to this. I'm not going to lie. It does sort of peter out. Uh, sort of, yeah. Or yeah, like, or the opposite of peter out. They're like. Sniffins up. They're like, kill the giant and we're done. Yeah. The giant we never set up at any point before this. We just got to it in the moment and then defeated it in two seconds. Get out. Yeah, it, we uh, we we should have gotten some sort of wrap up afterwards. I think that that's that's what happened. It's it's there's no wrap up. And we I don't got time for wrap ups. I like a wrap up. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the end, everybody. Extreme Ghostbusters. Would we watch more Extreme Ghostbusters? I don't know. Probably. It didn't. It wasn't terrible. This yeah. is a show that was perfectly fine. It's a show yeah. that if I was younger in 1997 and not like away at college or whatever, I probably would have watched more of. I would have 100% imprinted on the goth genius because like that's the, that's everything that I'm into. Um, yep. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I like would like none of them. No, I like Egon. I'd be the oh, really? You want to uh, uh, babysit? Next week? Yeah, you're in. Oh, she said it. You got the sound pole. <laughs> got the sound pole. <laughs> <laughs> you said you. Said, I have. I have audio of you saying that right now. Uh, well, that is knowing is half the podcast. Gina has a brand new gig, which I don't know if she's allowed to talk about. Gina, are you allowed to talk about it? Uh, sure I am. Uh, I'm, I'm now writing and producing content for new rock stars. So everybody, if you're not already subscribed to them, wait about a month and then everyone subscribe at once so that I can be like, guys, this is because of me, but you guys got all these new stuff. <laughs> there it is. Uh, if you're not familiar with the new rock stars channel, they do make a lot of very fun videos, uh, live streams. Uh, they're just generally fun people who comment on things and have opinions on nerd culture. Right. That's, that's the yeah, gist of it. They, my- do, they do a lot of, a lot of uh, breakdown videos of nerd properties, Easter egg videos of nerd properties. So anytime a Marvel movie or TV show comes out, they'll do episode breakdowns and Easter egg videos and theory videos and tie-ins to comics and things like that. So it's very much right up my alley. Yeah, and it's a friend of the show, Tommy Bechtold, big part of New Rockstar. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of comedy folks that that we we've known throughout the years uh, work there and do cool stuff. So it's great. So go yeah. support them is what we're trying to say. Support TV's Gina Ippolito. <laughs> tell them tell Gina sent you in like all the comment. Uh, yeah, please, please do. Just flood them with and then they'll be like, guys, she doesn't even have a video up yet. What are you doing? That's why I'm saying <laughs> wait a month. 
Okay, there it is. Wait a month, everybody. And so we ignore this message right now. Go back to this episode one <laughs> month from me. today. And then remember it. Go to the new rock stars. Subscribe, like, favorite, uh, 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 notifications. Uh-huh. And just post and a bunch of comments. comment on every video. Yeah. We want Gina. <laughs> we demand Gina. We love Gina. Give us When's Gina, Gina going to sing on one of these? Yum, Show yum, us yum, Gina's Barney Stone. Gina's telling everyone that you can get herpes from a Blarney Stone. <laughs> we need to see a breakdown video of that. <laughs> Here's all the Easter eggs in the Knowing It's Half the Podcast Extreme Ghostbusters episode you might have missed. <laughs> we'll explain what the black coach from Warhammer is for all the rest of you. We'll explain what a splorch is. Why are no. we doing this every episode? It's not even an Easter egg anymore. Gina, stop pitching the splor- the everything you need to know about the splorch videos. For the love of everything God. Everything you need to know is actually zero, just yeah. for the record. <laughs> I mean, look, I bet it. you I could find 10 fun facts about the splorch and turn that into an informational oh my God. video. It is on. The challenge. Yeah, now I, now the, I want it. Now I have I the audio. It. I have the audio. Yeah. You, need to, you must write an article. You know, you, you know what would be a great time for you to set aside for writing this article when you're babysitting Egon. You have plenty yeah. of time then to work on that. Mm-hmm. He would love it. He would love to hear more about this. Yeah. Otherwise, of course, you could check out, I don't know, Who Would Win Show. You could check out AE Double Back because Chan won't say it. Uh, I'm at some point going to appear on an episode of uh, AE Double Back. Maybe we're going to record it right after this. Are we doing that, Chan? Absolutely not. That would have been a very smart thing to set up. Mm, I'm tired. Me too. I don't think I'm going to be doing that. But I did watch a pay-per-view of AEW Wrestling with Calder Holbrook and Robert Clark Chan, uh, as mentioned before. And I should appear on that show to talk about it, ideally before it's past everyone's memory that this event happened. One would hope. One would hope, but that's not how we work. If you know anything about all of us, it'll be it'll be eight months from now. <laughs> it'll be called, hey, remember that pay-per-view Ray went to? So that's that's a thing. Remember me. Oh, Coco. Tears every time. Remember Great song. Anyway, that's the show. You can check us out. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We will be getting everyone t-shirts. So if you're listening to this and you're still with us, uh, thank you. First off, great, great job. You did it. Uh, make sure that all of your t-shirt sizes and your uh, uh, other stuff. Your addresses are all up to date. I will be posting a, a thing in there so that way we can all get up to speed and we'll get you a season seven knowing t-shirt because that's what we do. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter. I don't know. At, where is it, Gina? At K-I-H-T-P. Where do <laughs> you find us on Twitter? <laughs> I say I it know. every episode. I Look, I type it in first time and I go fast and it goes and then Ray corrects me and then I type in the exact same thing the second time but it yep. works that time what is K-I-H-T-P on Twitter it's a Twitter account that doesn't exist but apparently did at one point <laughs> yeah I but but one of the letters is like capitalized hang on it's like, it's like a capital H in there yeah it's capital weird, K capital H uh yeah, it doesn't even come up if I search it. But if you look at my last post, I tagged it. Uh, it. And it is, it is, yeah, let's see. K, uh, yeah, capital K, capital T. So I assume it has capital to do with T, toilet okay. paper. I mean, we didn't get it uh, when it was time to get it, and we didn't get it. Yeah, whatever, so. it, whatever it was, was K-I-H-T-P. So don't go there. Go to at G.I. Joe podcast. As Gina has heard me say literally hundreds of times. Look, it's uh, it's your fault that we don't have this account. You should have set up a Google alert for the second that it became available. Apparently, it's still not available. So it wasn't available then or now. Even if I had that Google alert, it would not have worked. Well, but if it says it doesn't exist, that means we could get it. Chan, I got your uh, I got your <laughs> new account when you come back to Twitter. I don't see that happen. <laughs> the, the, so go to there at GI Joe Podcast or individually. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm Chan is at K I H T P. Don't don't do that. I'm at Gina Iffy. And you can also tweet at AE Doubleback. 
<laughs> to let Calder know Chan's mail. That's really my favorite part of it. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, you know, my old house, every once in a while, they will contact me and they'll say like, hey, you got this piece of mail. They'll send me a photo of it and I'll be like, oh, you can toss that. Uh, that's most mail to be fair. Yeah, because I had everything forward forwarded or I changed it. So if it's if it's important, I'm I've already taken care of it. Uh, but I like I like to imagine that Calder wakes up, he drinks his cup of English breakfast tea. I see that extra yep. sugar, extra sugar. Yeah. Uh, and then he sits down at his computer with a satisfied sigh and he opens it up and he has notifications that are all of our audience tweeting at Chan at AE Doubleback. And then he texts Chan and says, Hey, you, uh, you got some, you got some mail. Do you want me to toss it or should I just leave it there? (laughs) Do you want to pick it up this week or what? (laughs) I love that. Um, and I, I also want to see him spit out the English tea, uh, English breakfast tea. That would also be (laughs) spit tank with it every time. 39 notifications. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty good so anyway uh, that's this episode of knowing is half the podcast may your blarneys get kissed and may all your busting be extreme busting makes feel good if it's something weird and it don't look good who are you gonna call that's right Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Oh, 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 o